Hey there, here we are again. Welcome everyone. <clears throat> My name is Megan Skidmore, and this is the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast. Welcome to episode 11, Cognitive Dissonance and the Gap. My hope with this podcast has been to bring the traditionally taboo topic of doubt and questioning out of the shadows of shame and into the sunlight. First, I want to start by sharing that I am a proud member of the Dialogue Podcast Network. The Dialogue Podcast Network features shows by Latter-day Saints who wish to bring their faith into dialogue with the larger stream of world religious thought and with human experience as a whole and to foster artistic and scholarly achievement based on their cultural heritage. I will leave a link to the website in the show notes. If you have listened to any of my previous episodes, you know that I am a life transitions coach and that I work with parents of LGBTQ plus kiddos of a conservative faith background. And I also work with LGBTQ plus teens. I'm currently in the process of creating a group program specifically for mamas of LGBT, LGBTQ plus teens. And as part of this work, I'm conducting interviews approximately 30 minutes in length. If this sounds like something you are willing to participate in, please send me an email or DM me on either Facebook or Instagram. Um, <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot about this idea of the gap that I talked about last week. I hope you were able to join me. And if not, it's a quick listen. I want to expand on it for this week's episode. First, I want to talk about bridges. I'm thinking about bridges. Um, bridges are essential in society, in our lives. I cannot think of a major city in the U.S. or even outside of the U.S. that does not have at least one bridge of some kind. This might be an overpass on solid ground connecting one freeway to another, or perhaps it's stretching over a body of water connecting two land masses. Either way, bridges enable connection in a figurative and literal sense. They create a, a physical connection. Now in coaching, when I work with clients, I teach them about bridge thoughts. This is a coaching tool that helps them start exactly where they are at in their thought processes. Whether helpful, useful or not, we start where they're at and then progress towards a way of thinking that will better serve them. So for example, if a client loves a thought or a new way of looking at something and wants to live and act from that space but doesn't quite believe it yet, a bridge thought or thoughts help them get from their current place of belief to the desired one. We use the model taught at the Life Coach School to do this. Hit me up for a free discovery call if you don't know about the model yet. Uh, anyway, examples of bridge thoughts could be, I'm learning that, fill in the blank. I'm becoming a person who, fill in the blank. Or I'm open to believing that X, Y, Z. I'm seeking evidence that, fill in the blank, it's possible that X, Y, Z, and so on. In a very real way, bridge thoughts help us stretch from one place to another. 
symbolically from point A to point B in our brains and pave a way for us to connect to ourselves, to others, and to and with the world around us. So another area bridges are useful is in reference to last week's episode, The Gap. If you recall, The Gap is defined. Uh, I used the book, Faith is Not Blind by Bruce C. and Marie K. Hafen. And they define it as our experience with real life often introduces a new dimension, a growing awareness of a gap between the real and the ideal, between what is and what ought to be. And they call this distance between where we are and where we want to be, the gap. Now, we've already established that a bridge creates or enables connection in a figurative and literal sense. This could be connection of people, cultures, places, ideas, beliefs, theories, and so on. Now, I think it's really important to not just consider that there's a gap, but absolutely acknowledge that one exists. Actually, many exist, depending on what subject you're referring to, but for now, we'll, we'll acknowledge that one exists. By doing so, we then acknowledge that there is, in fact, a need for a bridge of some kind. It is in the acknowledging that there's something missing between point A and point B that we see the need for a bridge. And because point A and B are both very important and so valuable to us, it's not just worth our time to build a bridge to connect them. It's absolutely essential. And here's why. Cognitive distance. Cognitive distance, dis, sorry, cognitive dissonance I believe not only contributes to the existence of this gap, but I believe the longer it remains, it widens the gap. In the field of psychology, cognitive distance is the perception of contradictory information and the mental toll of it. Relevant items of information can include a person's actions, feelings, ideas, beliefs, values, and things in the environment. So for example, you want to be healthy, but you don't exercise regularly or eat a nutritious diet. You feel guilty as a result, or you know that smoking or drinking too much is harmful to your health, but you do it anyway. The magnitude of the dissonance will be higher in people who highly value their health. Or here's another example. How about this? You pull up to a traffic signal and stop because the light is red. You see an individual holding up a sign asking for money or food. And you know that you've been taught to give to the poor, to share with others who have less, to not judge. The seconds tick away and you talk yourself out of lowering the window, telling yourself, I only have a few quarters. That's not very much. Or the light's going to turn green any minute. Possibly the driver behind me has a nicer vehicle they should give. Or I see this guy here every week. It's someone else's turn. There could be any number of things we tell ourselves to try to make it okay to drive on through because underneath it all, we feel this tug, a pull. Perhaps we feel guilt. Perhaps it's our conscience or inner voice. This is cognitive dissonance. Our thoughts and actions contradict the need or reality of the situation. Remember, our thoughts are another word for beliefs. 
and beliefs are thoughts that we have thought over and over and over again. Listen to episode three, titled The Anatomy of a Belief, for more on that. So the cognitive dissonance comes in because our beliefs, I need to share what I have, I need to give to the poor, or not judge, contradict our actions. We did not roll the window down and we drove by. So there is a relationship of cognitive dissonance to questions and doubts. Um, the cognitive dissonance grew for me. It grew a lot for me when I personally realized it just, it did not make sense or feel right that people I care about very deeply in the LGBTQ plus community were not eligible to participate in certain religious observances, uh, practices, and other things without living in a way that is or was incongruent or dishonest or disingenuous to how they were created, to what they feel inside and how they know and feel to their core that God created them. In the same way, I would feel dishonest if I were to live a lie or live in a way that was disingenuous to me. I, I had a really hard time wrapping my brain around how it could be okay to require that of others. I, I really couldn't understand it. Now, there is an upside to cognitive dissonance. According to Leon Festinger, who coined the term, cognitive dissonance. He says cognitive dissonance leads to the motivation to reduce the dissonance. And the stronger the discrepancy between thoughts, the greater the motivation to reduce it. So I guess you could say I was highly motivated. So I decided what I needed to do was educate myself and acquaint myself with firsthand experiences, stories, people's lives through podcasts, books, support groups, social media accounts, talking to actual human beings who experience this firsthand, and so on. Because beliefs can be very um, ingrained, it takes deliberate action. Sincere studying and pondering, um, research, educating oneself with an open mind and heart. And I found that as I have done this, I have been educated in, in a way that I, I couldn't have otherwise. Um, my education has come directly from those who, who live this daily. There are four ways that... Um, in this article about Leon Festinger um, to address cognitive dissonance. So finally, I'll leave you with these four. First one is mindfulness. We can raise our awareness through mindfulness practice. This includes refraining from judgment and instead just being accepting of our observations. I would add being curious. The second way is to challenge current beliefs. Understanding your beliefs and values behind the inconsistencies 
is an opportunity to develop deeper self-knowledge. Sometimes it's helpful to challenge our current beliefs. This can be a difficult and uncomfortable process, and it involves getting additional information. The third way is to consider the importance of dissonant thoughts. Sometimes the dissonant information appears to be important at first, but can be diminished upon deeper reflection. An example of this is the prospect of embarrassing ourselves in front of others, such as forgetting our words during, an, during a speech. However, after further thought, we may decide that it doesn't matter what others think of us and can thus reduce the dissonance that we feel. And lastly, the fourth way is justifying behavior. We may perceive dissonance when we engage in a new behavior. For instance, when we decline an invitation to an event that we usually attend in order to protect our leisure time. While this can feel uncomfortable at first, it's helpful to reflect on the reasons behind our behavior. There's actually a lot of other helpful information shared in this article from Positive Psychology called Cognitive Dissonance, Theory, Examples, and How to Reduce It. I'll drop the link in the show notes. That is all I have for now. If you would like to learn more about the model or discuss anything else further, let's chat. Your first visit with me is complimentary. You can schedule it on my website, https colon forward slash forward slash veganskidmorecoaching.com. Make sure to spell Megan, M-E-A-G-A-N. There, you can also connect with me on socials, take my change resiliency quiz, and subscribe to get my free LGBTQ plus resource guide for families. Thank you so much for your time and joining me today. If what you hear on my podcast resonates with you, please leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time.